Hello and welcome to Coffee Chat with Dream Life Creators, a podcast where we inspire, motivate, encourage, and also give you practical tips to live your dream life here and now. I'm Alinka Tercic, your host, and today I'm excited to chat with Jenna Fay. Hey, Jenna. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So Jenna is a full-time digital nomad, and this is what we will be talking about because I know a lot of especially young people now are looking forward to that lifestyle. So I will be grilling Jenna about all the benefits and struggles and everything. So you really get an idea how it is to live uh, that life uh, and how she is combining her soul business with, uh, with traveling and with being uh, with her boyfriend all the time. <laughs> I know that you talked about this as a, you know, something that, that really gives you some uh, insights in, into your own, <laughs> into your own yes. thinking and uh, motivation behind it. So, Jenna, before we start, what you do? How did you become a digital nomad? Well, you know, it's a funny story because I had not really planned on it. It kind of just happened. Uh, we had talked about my, my fiance and I for a long time about wanting more adventures, wanting more travel. And it was like some far off destination that one day. And when we decided to start living this lifestyle, we had literally just signed a lease on a house. We'd been living there six weeks. We had bought all new furniture. Um, and we were literally just driving home from a personal development event, which actually really wasn't anything that special. But apparently some shifts happened because over the three hour drive home, we decided let's just do it. So we started making the plans three weeks later, we hit the road. So it happened really, really fast. And quite yeah. honestly, there wasn't a lot of pre-planning that led up to it. We just pulled the trigger and made it happen. And that was a year and a half ago now. No, that's awesome because a lot of people are talking, me included. I, you know, I always talked, okay, I want to live around the world. I want, but then the kids came and then, you know, my husband has a job and, you know, kind of never had the courage to do this step. Yeah. So yeah. how was it? I, I mean, I know it was scary, but, you know, what, what do you think that really tipped you into, the, into taking the action? Yeah, well, it definitely has been really liberating, for sure, to say the least. And for sure, there's been ups and downs. But the payoff has been completely worth it. Like, overall, it's been absolutely amazing. And to just to stop and just realize and get into the present moment and realize that it doesn't have to be some far off destination. There's always going to be a million and one reasons of why it can't happen, why it's not going to work. There's always all these excuses and sometimes it maybe just isn't the right time for some people, which that's okay too. But when I look at my own personal situation, you know, I was, I was still over $20,000 in debt. I wasn't at a full-time income yet in my business, but we both were still working side jobs at this point. So there was a lot of reasons of why we probably shouldn't or couldn't do that. But for us to just make the decision and do it, it, we're the kind of people when we give ourselves no other option, you know, it's sink or swim. We, that really is what was the catalyst for us to take everything to the next level and to actually just have fun while we're doing it. Right. That's, that's amazing. And I believe in the, you know, taking the leap of faith, but we are often so scared of everything and, you know, leaving the comfort zone behind, <laughs> behind. So how is your life, um, uh, 
not different now. I know that it's totally different, but what have what had you had to change to to embrace this life? Because, like you said, it's completely different than what you lived before with the depth, with the house, with the let's say normal lifestyle. Uh, taking into this, how is how is this uh, compared to to that one? Yeah, quite a few things I would say has has changed around that. I mean, biggest one is definitely comfort zone because I was so comfortable being uncomfortable in my comfort zone before. You know, I was so used to my norm. I was so used to everything. I was so used to living in fear. And I kind of ripped all that away when we started traveling because we had lots of realizations that I realized like stability, I hope I can swear on this, is kind of bullshit. You know, we, we realized that, um, you know, there you know, like people before I was an entrepreneur and even while I started building it, I was in corporate and I was in human resources. I got really good at laying people off and firing people. And that really showed me that contrast firsthand that stability is bullshit. Like there's, you can all of a sudden just not have a job anymore. Or, you know, I've had people close to me pass away. Like there's, it, you never really know for sure. So for me just Mm -hmm. to start getting comfortable in my new uncomfortable, but it was the payoff was so much better. That has been a huge change. Another thing that I've really experienced as well around that is just realizing that not everybody's going to understand or get it. Um, When I was staying in my comfort zone and I was doing a lot of what everybody thought I should, there's always some resistance, but I was definitely a people pleaser and always wanting to nurture everybody else. So to live this lifestyle, a lot of people think we're insane, even those that are closest to us. When are you going to get back in corporate? When are you going to do this? When are you going to settle down? Well, what about when you have a baby? And I was like, well, the baby will come with us. (laughs) Um, And I'm such a homebody. We will get a home base again eventually when we find the right place and we'll continue to travel. But for me, it's just realizing I don't have to live my life for somebody else anymore. And that payoff has been tenfold just actually enjoying my days and enjoying the experience and it's allowed me just to have so much more enjoyment day to day than when I was just living everything for everybody else yeah and I guess you appreciate those little things way more than you did before because everything was kind of laid out in front of you in in, in that life yeah absolutely and I really have come to appreciate having a schedule and having some routine. When we first started our adventures, we took our RAV4 SUV and converted it into a basically a camper van. We're not very tall people. So we took out the back seats, we put in a platform. And then our beginning of our adventure was really a mix of camping because we're not really your traditional digital nomad. A lot of people hear digital nomad and they think it's somebody on the beach in Bali that works two hours a week and they're rolling in millions. Um, Spencer and I, my fiance and I, we are all about the experiences and the adventure. So yeah, sometimes we do go to fun resorts and we do these types of things, but we like backpacking trips. We like hiking. We like roughing it. So what I realized though, in the beginning of our trip is because it was very much a road trip. We've done over, we've done over 50,000 kilometers in the past year, just, just adventure driving. And so we realized though, that when you drive every single day for a thousand kilometers, you can't really build a business and you can't really enjoy the experience. So we started to realize for us that we still need some routine and some stability so we can make proper meals and run our businesses. So now we typically do a month at an Airbnb 
per location. So we can immerse ourselves in the culture. I can actually have a semblance of a routine and we can still get in and really enjoy the area that we're at without feeling like we're always on the move. Like that doesn't really work for me anymore now that we realize that. So it took a lot of just trial and error to see what feels good for us. Awesome. And that was what I was going to ask because I know, and I know my life is different and I love to travel and everything, but when I go somewhere, I want to see everything. I want to try everything. I want to connect with the with the place and and then I forget about the business you know it's like I I carry around a book or a laptop or whatever but I never really do any anything and how do you handle this let's say pleasure side of the traveling with the with the business side where you have you know you have to have some kind of a structure where you have to have consistency and being present and everything especially with what you do, because you are in the coaching, you have to be in front of people, talk to them. And uh, I know that you you do a lot of Facebook uh, posts, valuable posts, content. So how do you handle that? That's a good question that actually nobody's ever really asked me that surprisingly. And so, yes, there has to be balance of both. And so in the beginning, it was basically all pleasure and no business, but I realized very quickly that, you know, you don't become a six-figure earner or a millionaire or whatever, you don't really become full-time stable income on your own as an entrepreneur if you're just immersing yourself in all the sites all the time. So that's where kind of the routine stuff and having self-discipline has come in and creating a routine. So we treat it just like a business and it's like I have to be my best employee. And so there's days, like right now I'm visiting family, um, but I still took days. I'm here for 10 days and I still blocked off three days for 10 hours where I'm working that entire day. So then I can enjoy those other seven days. And other than taking some photos, doing a little content creation, a couple things, I'm not online on my phone the whole day or feeling guilty about it because that's where I would get a lot of guilt before of, oh, I'm not in my business. So I had to figure out what worked the best for me in terms of scheduling and also just starting to expand the team, you know, having some assistance, making sure that things are properly running. I'm really fortunate to have my fiance run the business with me. So we just had to get creative, but really find a way where one thing that I always love talking about is work-life integration. You know, I think in the employee mindset, like somebody that's come from a corporate job is we're really taught about like work-life balance. You know, you get your three or four weeks off a year, you work Monday to Friday, and then you unplug, you know, in the evenings and weekends. But with this type of entrepreneurship, which I'm sure you can relate to, it's more about work-life integration because Mm -hmm. as a coach, as somebody, an entrepreneur, social media, people want to see your story. They want to know your experiences. And so it's this work-life integration where I love my job, like my, my work is my life, but my life isn't just my work either. And so it's blending those two things together to really have fun with the experience, not feel guilty when you are enjoying your adventures and your travels, but finding a way that you can showcase that in your work, finding a way that you can still be self-disciplined and have times for your clients, your customers, or whatever it is that you need to be doing in your business has been really key and not just assuming that it's going to happen and fall into place. It's like being disciplined to create that space for it to still happen. Yeah, I guess it's, it's different when you are, let's say, at home and then you travel and come back home because that travel is really the time off and vacation and 
holidays, but if you are on the road all the time, you have to include all aspects of your life in, in that road life. Yeah. So yeah. You said that your fiance is your uh, business manager or he works with you. So how, how is that working? Uh, because, you know, in my case or in many others where, where people have jobs, you know, they go, they go to work and they are separate for those eight, 10 hours, 12 hours, whatever. They come together and, you know, they try, I think, I hope that most of them try to, to you know, be there for each other and talk and uh, use those hours to connect. But what if you are with someone 24-7 all the time with every, you know, every decision, with every step that you make, with everything, even the bad days? Yeah, yeah. We are literally, actually, surprisingly, we're not together right now because he is on a backpacking trip. I'm across the country and we're never usually apart. So it's actually really weird. But we are generally together 24-7, you know, minus bathroom break, showers, going out and visiting people. Like, we're always together. And it actually works really, really well. We love each other's company. We talk about everything. All Like, we surprisingly never run out of things to talk about. But it takes a lot of really good communication, really both having this unbreakable, unshakable belief in where we're going. And it's a really nice blend because we both have figured out who's focusing on what in the business. So that was one thing that we had to figure out because otherwise there's a little bit of clashing and we're both trying to do the same thing and it just doesn't really work. So we had to take a look at it from a business perspective, who's good at what, who enjoys doing what. And so I'm really like the face of the company. I love doing the trainings. I love connecting with people. I love social media. Whereas he likes to really immerse himself and work with a smaller capacity because he's a coach as well, but he works more with in-person, in-person events, way more intensive, specific to men. And so it allows him to create that space to do those things, but only a couple times a year. Whereas he can support me in my business, you know, five days a week where he's managing me basically, manages our team, you know, leads the team calls and manages all the tasks and things that are being done, whereas I get to be in my zone of genius. So I would say for anybody that is interested in or is working with their partner is to really establish what's your communication style, what do you guys both need in the relationship to feel like you're being seen, felt, and heard, and what's going to be the most fun for you? Like, where are you in your genius zone? And then how can you create a structure where that happens? And for us, it's also just making sure that if I need some space, well, then I go for a drive and I go into the town for the day or I go for a walk or sometimes we go together, but we just really honor that in each other that we love spending time together. But sometimes we need a little break or sometimes we don't need to do it together and that's okay too. Awesome. And I, I, I guess that would be a great advice also for those uh, because I see in my group or in other groups that I'm in that oftentimes husbands or boyfriends or fiancés or whatever you call them, they are not supporting uh, women in their in their business, especially if they have a steady corporate job and then they decide to do some kind of coaching or maybe network marketing or whatever they decide. You know, they often feel like husbands or you know the, the, the uh, whatever you call them. They are not supporting them. So yeah. what you said, I think it's a perfect way to describe those situations as well you know listen to each other talk to each other because oftentimes you just need someone 
to say, yeah, I hear you, I see you, you're doing great, you are, you are on your way, and you know? Absolutely. One thing I've really seen happen, both for myself and with clients that are working with their husband or their significant other is men just naturally, and even if you're a significant partner, like, but typically, if I'm speaking to people that are with a man, is they just, in, they want to be the provider. You know, even if they're totally supportive of the business, it can be a little bit off-putting for them to feel like now it's it's all on them or if they see that their partner's doing that and they want to support but they just don't understand so communication really is key of just letting them know that like they are doing great and you appreciate everything that they're doing and because sometimes I think they think that then you we think that they have to stop doing what they're doing or that we don't support that lifestyle or if they're working in corporate. So communication is just so key because I'm really fortunate that we get to do this work together, but not everybody is going to work with their partner. Not every person's partner is going to understand. And sometimes it just takes you really going for it and having that unshakable belief in what you're doing and who it's for and why you're doing it. And they will catch up. But sometimes they're just not at the same pace as you are when you're starting a business. And that's okay, right? It's, there's a difference between them not getting it and not supporting it. And so yeah. making sure that your belief and your light is 100% on so that they can see just how much it lights you up and that you really are serious about it. Awesome. So before we, we talk about your soul business, because... I see from your energy and how you are presenting, you know, all these pieces together that you are really, you know, all about uh, fulfilling your soul. And I, I really want to touch that. But before that, what is the biggest struggle of being a digital nomad? I would say aside from being self-disciplined and creating a routine, the other biggest struggle has been um, having good Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> because we we would go to places and not really take that into consideration like just making sure that you're actually picking the right environments especially if you're not living on a resort which I actually don't think that many people especially when they first start they're just immediately living on a luxurious eco resort so just making sure that whether you're living in hostels whether you're airbnb it whether you're house sitting what, whatever it is that you're doing that you make sure that you take that into consideration because I have multiple meltdowns earlier on in my business <laughs> where we're in the middle of the Yukon and Alaska, you know, in different crazy places where it was beautiful, but there's no internet, you know, like the data is really weak. If you go to a coffee shop, you can't actually get on calls. So I'm like having heart palpitations that I can't get on my client calls and we're up there in the middle of nowhere for weeks at a time. So it's, made me more conscious of just thinking and planning out like, where am I going? Am I going to have Wi-Fi? If I'm not sure, then I probably either shouldn't go or I should make sure that I'm structuring calls like on either end of that. So just making sure you're being mindful of where you're going and like what kind of amenities and services for running your business are there has actually been really, really key. And it's totally changed our travel style. Again, like going from just on like literally the seat of our pants from location to location from day to day to now, no, I need like a month or so at a time has been huge for me of just overcoming that struggle and, and realizing that I don't like not knowing where I'm going to be the next day. I don't like that feeling. I like to at least be able to see out for a couple months in advance. That really makes me able to better show up and not feel anxious and have fun with it and not feel panicked about 
what we're going to be doing and is the internet going to be good and just doing all of your research and making sure that you have a plan in place to some level is really, really helping me to overcome those struggles. Awesome. So where are you going next? So right now I'm on the East Coast of Canada, then I go back to the West Coast for a couple weeks, then I go to California, and then we fly to Australia. We'll be there for a few months, and then we go to Bali and then New Zealand. So awesome. I know where I'm going to be for almost like the next year, which makes me feel good. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. So let's talk now about your business. And the big part of being a digital nomad is creating a business that supports that, I mean, that you can support with your lifestyle. Like you said, having... Uh, an internet, having a computer, you know, working from the remote places. There are a lot of um, social media managers, a lot of uh, tech people. You are a coach. Yes. So how is your coaching different? How do you uh, bring all those experiences into your coaching? Yeah, it makes... It's made for a lot of really good content creation and a lot of just on-the-ground experience for my clients, I typically, I attract, it's not like I just work specifically with digital nomads, but I typically do attract people that are very much into that freedom lifestyle. And what it's done for me and helped me to be able to teach is shifting from a business being a project mentality to actually treating it like a business because I was super guilty of that, of I'd show up when I wanted to, I'd check out when I wanted to, and it really wasn't very consistent yep. and the income wasn't very consistent. But pushing yourself way outside of your comfort zone where you don't have, oh, I'll just go stay with such and such. I'll go stay with friends and family or I'll just get another job in my hometown. You take all that away and it really makes you pretty raw and vulnerable, but also showed me that I do have to show up in that capacity, which has allowed me to help other people show and really identify when they're treating it more like a project rather than a business. Because a lot of the time, you know, actions don't really match the words. So that has been absolutely huge by living this lifestyle just to realize those lessons awesome so what, what would you say uh to people that want to be to be digital nomads uh, what would be your biggest takeaway or you know from all these travelings and what you learned uh, and basically what you teach others yeah so what i basically teach others and this connects to what i've learned from this business is I believe that business can be sacred. I really believe that by rising up in our business, it has the power to create really big shifts for the collective, especially as more and more people rise up, whether they're a social media manager, whether they're a tech person, whether they're a coach, everybody's all filling a bigger purpose by coming up and doing these things. And what I believe is business has equal parts soul and equal parts strategy and so often in the online space, we see just one or the other. You know, there's so many amazing heart-centered people that really do want to help and really do want to serve, but then they're falling into that project side of things where whether it's their own limiting beliefs, you know, lack of worthiness, not believing it's possible, imposter syndrome, whatever it is, but they're not really showing up, not as much as they could, or there's no strategy behind it. You know, they're giving away things for free all the time. And although I'm a huge believer in giving away your best stuff for free, yep. in order to have a business, there still has to be money circulated. So shifting from just the soulful side or just the strategy side where some people come in and they just go so hard with the marketing and the money and the sales, but their heart isn't totally in it, not the way it could be. So when we merge those things together, you can create predictable income where you are making the impact 
and you are making the income, which to me equals being able to live a freedom lifestyle, whether that means you want to have a home base and you don't like traveling, whether that means you want to travel full time, but you actually know where your money is coming from and you know that you can sustain yourself because traveling is not fun if you don't know where your money's coming from and how you're going to buy flights back or how you're going to pay for where you're staying. It's no different than if you were at home, if you were somewhere local and you don't know where your money's coming from. Like it's, that's always a stressful thing. So shifting how we think about our business is what allows us to shift the way we run our business, shift the way we travel, shift the way we live our lives basically so that we do know that yes, we're getting paid and at the same time making an impact. Awesome. Awesome. So where, where can people uh, connect with you? Where can find more from you? Absolutely. So I mostly am on Facebook. So you can find me on there. My profile is Jenna Faye. Um, I have an amazing Facebook community. It's called the Sacred She Sisterhood. There's a couple thousand women in there now. Oh, amazing. All different types of businesses, but everybody in there, the whole theme is soul meets strategy. So both of those areas for conscious female entrepreneurs. So you're welcome to come hang out in there if you're catching this training. And I'm also on Instagram, Jennifer Handel, or you can just go to my website, sacredshesisterhood.com, where you can find any of those things that I just described to you where we can connect because I love new friends. Awesome. I will also post the links uh, on, on the blog post and below the live video. So uh, thank you. you. You can easily find her. And uh, before we finish, I always ask my guests, okay, what would be your biggest advice? What would be your one tip to our listeners to really, you know, start living their dream life here and now? I love it. This might sound redundant because I guarantee that people have heard this before, but it's to just go for it. Like take a step forward, even if it's small, just daily consistent action. And I believe there's just as much small steps needed as there are big leaps and you need both of those but you have to start somewhere even if it's messy just start taking action in the direction that you want to go and start doing it or else for the rest of your life you're just going to watch other people do it and think it's not possible for me or I'm not worthy but we're all human beings there's no better than it's literally just people that have that next level belief in themselves to start making it happen. So that's my biggest piece of advice is just start somewhere, start taking action and just know that you are completely and infinitely worthy and abundant and capable of doing it, but you have to believe in yourself or else nobody else is ever going to. Oh, wow. Awesome. I love this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Last one, last words for this interview, because yeah, you said it so perfectly, we are all worthy and even the small step can lead you to a big changes in your life. Absolutely. Thank you, Jenna, for being my guest. I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much for having me on today. And this was I'm a blast. I'm looking forward to see you all around the world and to your, to your adventures and of course your, your value that you're giving to, to the the community and everyone that follows you. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Thank you so much for having me on. This was a blast. And I just absolutely just have to say before we end this, that I love what you are up to and the community that you have created. So anybody that is following along with you is in the right place. That is for sure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks for listening. I'm Alinka Tercic, and this was another coffee chat with dream life creators. Bye.